I never had a plum or tuna fish Baby, no Let me try some new exciting dish Baby, no Bok choy, collard greens, pad thai So many foods I haven't tried I'm kinda scared to eat them I won't lie Welcome to Baby Mouth. I'm Jimmy Smagula. Follow the podcast at Baby Mouth Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Jimmy Smagula on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to write in to me at babymouthpodcast at gmail.com with all of your food nightmares, food fears. Maybe you have a food problem in your family or just for yourself. I will help you through it with my guest. This week, people, we're going to tackle pho. Now, I thought it was faux. In fact, I even think there's a faux restaurant in West Hollywood that's called 9021 Faux. <laughs> now, my guest is already laughing. I'm just going to bring her in because I'm going to have to talk to her about this. My guest this week, okay, I'm so excited to have her on this podcast. It has been a journey to get her on. Not that it's been any fault of hers. It has been both of us. The scheduling for this podcast, people, if you knew, you would say, wow, you'd be thrilled to be tuning in. But she is an incredible musician. Do you remember Lizzo on Saturday Night Live and the guitarist with Lizzo that the entire world went crazy for? That's my guest this week. Not only is she an incredible musician, she's played with Lizzo, Melissa Etheridge, Mariah Carey. She's done Broadway shows. She was on the national tour of Wicked, and she was my roommate at a wedding in Utah. Yes. We're going to talk yes. about that, too. Please welcome to Baby Mouth, Salise Henderson. Salise, welcome. Oh, my God. Finally. This is already, already my favorite podcast, like truly. It's already my favorite podcast. I asked you months ago to you come did. on the show, you and you said yes immediately. You said yes. yes. I did. And then the scheduling for both of I us, know. it's not I you. Know. I'm not saying you were difficult because yeah. you no, were. It's, it's been both of us. You had things come up. I yeah. had things come up. I thought yeah. I'm never going to have Celise. I should just give up. No. Nope. I should just enjoy her from didn't. afar. <laughs> no, and I'm glad you didn't give up because here we are now. In the perfect moment. Celise, how's it going? You recently moved I to did. LA. You were yeah. living in New York for, I don't know, since I've known you. A long time, almost 15 years. Wow. I was there for a long time. And now I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I still don't quite know if I'm in LA permanently or if I'm in LA for COVID. Like, I don't know. Okay. I love, I love my apartment here and I love the sun and I love that groceries are cheaper. You yes. know, that's great. And you can put them in your car and not have to schlep them down ninth yes, Avenue. Yes, of course. In the rain. But you and I also both know having been in New York too, it's like, there's no place like New York. New York is New York. And the longer you live here, the more you like New York and the more you want to go back to New York. <laughs> but then I'm you sure. get back to New York and you remember it's not yeah it's not every it's it's like i remember the best of my times oh, yeah. in new york but you don't remember being on hold with con ed for four hours yeah yeah or yeah. that you were paying two thousand dollars a month yeah. or twenty three hundred dollars a month for literally 550 square feet yeah and cockroaches and mice yes yes yeah i know i know it's i definitely am having like when i'm thinking of new york now it's like you know, the one day a year where the weather's perfect and you run into all your favorite people and someone has free tickets to a show. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like right. that's what I'm imagining yes. it being, but it's not that. It's not always that. It is. I mean, it is a magical and for artists, you know, like you and me, yeah. we, yeah. it is the center of art and creativity and you do feel that energy. The city does yeah. feed you in that way, in a different way oh. than Los Angeles. Now, from what people who've lived in Los Angeles for a long time tell me, LA has changed so much for the better mm. culturally, mm. certainly the food scene. Yeah. Um, I think also because 
of the internet, which I mean, I sound like an old man, but because oh. of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the everybody, the connectivity of everyone. Like when I first moved here in 2011, of course, we had all of the things we have now. But I remember thinking like, I don't know where to go to get a good sandwich. I don't know where to go. Yeah. In New York, you can yeah. kind of fall into any bodega on the corner and get a really good you know, cheese, egg, and and, uh, sausage sandwich on a bagel, and it's delicious. Jimmy, this is literally, this is so (laughs) hilarious that you're saying this, because when I first got here, I was, I FaceTimed with our mutual friends, Jeff and Chelsea, and when they asked me how I was liking it, the first thing I said was like, I miss I miss my deli yes. on the corner of Sullivan and Bleecker with my breakfast sandwich. Did you I live on Sullivan and Bleecker? That's where I lived. You did. One seventy three Sullivan. I was at two twelve Sullivan. <gasps> but when no, no, we must have not been there, there's no way. When I first got the full Monty. So I was living in a rat-infested building on 47th and 10th in Midtown Manhattan, and I got the full Monty, and they were like, we're going to San Diego for four months to try out the show. Then we were in San Diego pre-Broadway. We thought maybe it was pre-Broadway, but nobody knew, but then it opened, and it was incredible. And they were like, we're going to Broadway. We got a theater. And then I, so then I moved home with my parents and cause we had like six or eight weeks after San Diego before we started rehearsal for Broadway. And I was like, I'll move home with my parents. I don't have to move back to the rat infested sublet. Yeah. I would literally hear the rats in the walls (laughs) moving in the walls at night. Yeah. I also had a rat infested sublet on 47th and 10th, which I wonder if it was right next to the Ethiopian restaurant on 47th and 10th. Oh my God. Across this, like, were you on that side of the street or was it across? I was on the South side of the street, right next to the Ethiopian restaurant. Oh my God. Is that okay? Am I losing my mind? 40 is that was there also the playground was there a playground yes, the playground i think was across the street i think i wasn't on the same side as the playground i don't think okay did you i swear to god if we were in the same apartment i subletted it was a basement room there was like a spiral okay, staircase Celise, this down. is the same room the same? i'm not kidding no, not. i'm not kidding oh was god. it from michael walsh a redheaded man was he still living there irish guy it's the same you had to go down and i could barely get down that it was like yes it was black it was black and it spiraled we were the same was it wait okay and then the bed the bed was like under like a was oh my god yep yep and i think maybe i had my own bathroom down there but not your own shower is that right? I don't yes. think there was a shower. There was like kind no, of a you... utility bathroom down there. It wasn't even yes. really like a bathroom. And then was there like, um, no, we're talking about the Yeah, you walked in, there like... was a little kitchen, not a real kitchen, but like yes. a little kitchen. Yes. And then the spiral staircase was there and then the little living room. Yeah, it's the same apartment. That is not, and then you oh, lived also on Sullivan Street. This is wild. I sublet, so I subletted that room for three months. I, it's hard to keep track of time, but I, right when I right when I got off of the Wicked tour, and I was like, I had landed back in New York, and I was looking for an apartment, but hadn't found a place yet. And what am I doing? And I subletted there on in that apartment for like three who months. Were your room- so Do like, you remember who your roommates were? Were they men or women? You don't remember. They were men, but also it was like, I think it was, I think it was one or two guys on the main floor, but like, because I was in that room downstairs, I never saw anybody. I I mean, honestly. I know, I would just come in and go down the spiral staircase very gently. And that was it. Because you had to be, it was very, it was a very narrow spiral. It sounds luxurious, like a spiral stair. It's not like a house on a a television (laughs) show where there's a spiral. No. It was like a thin, shaky metal. Yeah. Yeah, that, and there was no like. I remember not liking that there there wasn't like a door to close. Like there was, no, you know, there was no was door. And there were no windows. Closed. You were in a basement, no. and you could hear the rats <laughs> in the walls yeah. every night, brrr, scurrying. Okay, so this is what you need to know. I ultimately moved out at the time that I did because there was like a um I, the noises I could hear, yes. and I would constantly be like, yes. oh my god. And at one point, like, I don't know if you remember, like, the, the ceiling was really close to your head. Yes. If you sat up in the bed. Well, if it was, it was like close right to there. your head, imagine I'm 6'2". Yes, right, <laughs> right. So, so I can't remember if it was, like, there was, like, a crack or, like, there was, like, something going on oh here God. that was just, a, you know where the story is going. <laughs> and at a certain point, I, like, sat up in the bed and there was, like, 
like like uh dry roll fell onto my head and i was like okay fuck now and then i'm sorry i'm cursing you but can curse got, please we curse here in baby mouth oh I my god, god. I got out of the bed and thank God I never, I, I like that happened. I immediately went and stayed with, you must know, Annalise. Of course. Yes, she's now on B positive on CBS. Yes, that's yes. right. We could all stay with her now. Now she's on a CBS oh show. On. Now we could <laughs> all stay with her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm sure like I, that happened. I went and stayed the night uh, at her place. I came back and packed and then, and never oh, came back, God. but I'm, con- I'm convinced Feifel and all his friends came out of that it's little cheap. It was very like cheap though. I mean, I will say, like a- yeah, I think I paid six fifty or something like it was, oh my but God, I, yeah. that was a great, but it was, it was a, it was a lucky place. Cause that's where I stayed. I remember getting the audition for the full Monty and being like, oh isn't it God. that movie with the crazy accents? I couldn't understand anything they were saying because it's yeah. like northern england and then i went in and i didn't know jack o'brien was at my audition who was the director who's a multi-tony award-winning yeah. one of our living legend direct i didn't know who he was i thought he was some guy i had no nerves i could care less and he was like come back tomorrow you have to sing for i was like okay I like i was so kind of like innocent about the whole thing and then going back down that star- spiral staircase yep. every night <laughs> squeezing myself down the oh. stair like, yep. that is crazy it's wild it is so wild that we subbed in the same room and i don't we probably weren't there at the time but when i was subletting Chelsea, Chelsea had an apartment. No, on 47. Yes, next like to me. And that's two, yeah. That was two buildings away from me. She was in the front. Oh my God, that's She right. was in the front that's first right. floor unit. So that's the same, the same time she was living here is the same time I was I have pictures of you wearing her hat and scarf. Do you remember when we went oh, over there and she was doing oh her taxes? Oh my God, yeah. Her taxes. You were doing her taxes or she was doing this? Yes, no, she was doing and she was taxes, crying and she had papers all over and the oh apartment was probably God. 400 square feet. There were barely enough <laughs> even room for like the taxes of the year. Oh and my I have God. a picture of you in her hat and scarf. I'm going to find it and send it to you. Oh my God. Please do. I can't believe that this. was wow. 2000. What? I mean, eight, seven, 2000. Yeah. Nine? 2000, probably eight is probably wow. right. I know. Do you long for those days? Sometimes I do silly. Sometimes I'm like, if I could just go back for one day and live in my mm. studio apartment, because my apartment mm. on 47th street not the yeah. rat infested one. I had it now. The one that I lived in for five years yeah. by Chelsea was lovely. I never saw a bug. I didn't see a bug. Yeah. Like there was yeah. nothing. It was nice. It was $1,600 right. when I moved in. They wanted 2000 And I told the woman, I was like, I can only do 16 She was like, okay, I'll ask them. And they said, yes. And they said, yes. And yep. I still yeah. remember when I signed the lease, I thought to myself, I, if I'm not in a Broadway show, I'm not going to be able to afford living here. Sure. So I was just in a Broadway sure. show the whole time I lived there. I just yeah, made sure well. I got shows. Yeah. But I had a lovely right. marble bathroom. I had a huge closet. A oh, dish wow. Didn't, was Michael, Michael James Scott? In the same building in as the- Chelsea, but in my building was Titus. Did you ever go to his apartment oh, on 47th? No, I didn't. But God, that was that was like theater row, like all, yep. all the Broadway Because that woman yeah. who managed those buildings loved and Gavin Creel and Michael Seelbach oh, lived right. in the other right. Martha. Her name was oh, Martha. I still have her number in right. my phone as Martha Apartment. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> she ran those buildings and it was all Broadway people. You know what I... <laughs> What I, if I, if I said, if I had said I had to miss anything, I guess, because when I think about that time, we were all kids. I mean, I went on tour. I went and did Wicked when I was 21. I mean, I was literally a child, child, child. Yes. So when I think about that time, like, I just think about how little responsibility I or anyone had, right? That I, that I, I, I long for a time where, you know, of course, as much as I love all of my friends, their their children and their lives and their houses. And I mean, honest, all of yes. us, right? It's like there also was just a simplicity to like picking up the phone and being like, do you want to go get drunk at the bar? Yes. Street? And you just put there's no like, let me check my calendar. Let me let's take three months to schedule a thing. You can just do and it. You know, I miss the innocence of like, 
Yeah, I'll audition yeah. for the Gateway Playhouse, uh, Beauty and the Beast as Cogsworth. You know what I mean? Like, I would never want to be in Beauty and the Beast anywhere. Maybe not even on Broadway. I would, I could care less. I really don't want to do yeah. it. I want to do like projects that I yeah. want to do across yeah. the board yeah. now. But when I was twenty-one, yeah. I literally was auditioning for Footloose. Like, I didn't care. Of I would course. be in any show. Footloose is kind of a good show, actually. But like, in Beauty yeah. and the Beast is a wonderful show. I just don't want to be yeah. in it. I don't want to be a clock mm-hmm. in a show. But back then I would like back then it's like, oh, my God, you have an audition for the ensemble at, you know, um, the the totem pole playhouse. It's three fifty a week. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I'll get insurance. Totem pole, pole, honey. Like, yes, I'll do the totem pole, you know. Yeah. So I kind of miss I miss now that I'm older and it's like I'm just like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do I I, I'm pickier about and I'm sure you are, too. You're picky about the things you do. Salise, I didn't even know you played the guitar. I didn't even know you played it until I saw until you exploded as a guitar player, as a guitarist. I was like, wait. Celise played because I only knew you well, as a performer. The thing is, I didn't. It's it's pretty new. <laughs> that's that's why people were like confused. It was a thing that came into my life. I guess now maybe like seven years ago. Yes. But like it wasn't. It was. It wasn't. I could. I I had always played instruments. Yes. I always had sort of music in my yes. life, obviously. But you know, once I finished Godspell, I just was like, I. I want to focus on my own music and I just want to kind of pivot and just see what that is. And, and as soon as I bought an electric guitar and started exploring in that world, I just, I just fell in love really quickly and became just really kind of obsessed about it. And then people just sort of, to be perfectly honest, people just kind of, I was playing enough and was posting enough to where I started getting followers and fans who just assumed that's what yes. I did. So then people just... Ass- I remember looking at your Instagram one day and me being like, Celise Henderson plays what? the guitar. <laughs> I and know. She, and it's incredible. And like, not only do you play the guitar, but you feel the guitar, mm. which are the best guitarists the best instrumentalists that you can Thank watch you. are not just the ones who are sitting there i mean watch yo yo ma play oh my god he's totally. he's totally. living through his instrument you live through the yeah. guitar so like that's not learned no that isn't that you're right that's that's the part of it that i'm like i can't claim it's at all wild oh thanks Jimmy. it's 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 been crazy did you it's, take lessons in the guitar no which is depressing <laughs> for people to hear but the thing the thing that people the thing to understand is you know i'm coming from a music background oh, yes. both of my parents are music teachers i'm classically trained on piano right i sang it so it's not like i'm just coming at like i've never yeah. done music yeah. ever so i play piano trumpet and clarinet so I play well, one of each. Jimmy. I play like the percussion is actually piano. It's a percussion instrument. Clarinet's yeah. a woodwind. Uh, trumpet's a brass. Yeah. And then I tried to play guitar because I was like, well, I want to play a string. And what I always really wanted to play was violin. But I was like, let me start with the guitar in seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get my fingers to make yeah. the things and then they were like oh you're gonna get calluses and i was like i don't want cal i was like a precious okay. child i mean obviously i still am <laughs> i host a podcast called baby mouth but it's like <laughs> i didn't want calluses on my fingers and like right. putting my fingers like he would you know the teacher was wonderful lovely guy but like you know to make the chords you have to like did did you yeah. and you enjoyed that you didn't have any because especially coming from piano where it feels mm. so kind of natural That's and free to me and my fingers don't right. feel crushed in any way they feel spread out you didn't feel any kind of like weird i did i certainly did but i think i was more in love with the idea of being able to make certain sounds than i was like oh my fingers like i was like oh that'll and the callous thing by the way is how do i even explain when you're first starting out you do get these like sort of little calluses yeah. that show up but then over time that skin it kind of heals itself and now like you don't see anything on my like there's it's not like right. I, you know what i'm saying yeah. you're not walking around with right. like um but i don't know i mean i would say i would say it's the same getting your embouchure up yes. right as a trumpet yes. player that is like the thing about brass you can't play and then not play for like 30 years and then just pick it up like you have something you have to kind of stay up on you right you can't so, not play for two weeks 
I mean, if like Chuck Mangione stopped playing for two weeks, he'd be like, like I, cause sometimes people will ask me to play the trumpet for an audition or something. And I'm like, uh, I need like, like a week and a half to practice to get and it I'll together. have no range mm-hmm. even that like you have to play consistently. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever think when you, when you decided seven years ago, I'm going to play the guitar. Did you ever think it would become this did you see this no. for yourself because this is wild the lizzo thing no. is wild your own stuff is so incredible the stuff that you're posting and Thanks, making Jamie. and creating did you see that for yourself no i didn't at all and what i'll say i think the guitar is probably like the greatest gift maybe i've ever gotten in my yeah. life because i had been playing music forever and i would play shows and i would have a ukulele and a djembe and a piano and an acoustic. And I had all these, like, I just was sort of all over the place. And when the electric guitar came, it just focused everything in a way. And I, you know, I never set out to be, nor do I necessarily have the desire to be any person's like side woman per se. I've just, I've just kind of, there there are plenty of things I'm asked to do where I say no, if I'm just being yes, honest. Yes. And then the things that I have said yes to, there are always situations where I'm like, it has to either be an artist I really, really like or an experience where I'm like, I think I can do this and learn a lot here to apply to my own stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Lizzo and John Baptiste and Melissa Ether, all, all artists that I oh loved and admired and, and also just were in a way too kind of like, being paid to learn you know that i'm like well i'm sort of learning new things having to make things work in a situation where i'm like you know i again people are hiring me assuming i know how to do all these things so then you get hired and then i'm like well shit i better learn how to (laughs) figure out how to do this also (laughs) use the lizzo thing just specifically to amplify sister rosetta Mm. tharp thorpe Mm -hmm. tharp tharp see i don't even know who i didn't even know who she was i didn't know who she was until you played on Saturday Night Live. So that you used as a way to amplify the history mm-hmm. and this incredible yeah. artist who I didn't know who that was. Yeah, yeah. And I will say too, absolutely to Lizzo and her team's credit, you know, the seed of that idea really came from them, yeah. that they yeah. wanted to honor this woman. And, and you know, her MD found me because I, I've just been a fan of hers of sister Rosetta's forever and um it was again you know what's so crazy about that job is when i ultimately got the call to do it it happened all quite quickly i sort of laughed to myself and i thought okay well this is like what a (laughs) random like thing to have gotten this will be cool and i literally thought like you would in any situation i will you know, I'll be upstage in the dark and like, you'll see me for two seconds on camera. I mean, I, that, that's what mm-hmm. the assumption was. And then when I actually end up in this situation and, you know, to Lizzo's credit, it was her who was sort of like, let's feature her. Let's bring her downstage with me. Like, you know, and even in sort of, you know, I, I was, I'd signed an NDA, so I couldn't tell anybody, even though my, my family knew and like, you know. <laughs> you know chelsea knew, say, or, you, you know told I mean? jeff and chelsea our friends of course of course <laughs> They're um, but like um totally but sort of like these days leading up the people that knew kept being like oh my god are you excited like this is gonna be a huge deal whatever and i kept saying and i'm telling you it's so sincere like my perspective was not oh this is gonna be some huge thing i literally was like this is another like little random gig. It'll be something that'll get, get my bills paid, you know? And, and even on the day, because it can be obviously a live taping like that can be so nerve wracking, especially because it was starting out with me. So I'm like, if I fuck this up, this is just like, I mean, yes, but I ultimately that whole day, I was sort of like my intention, my prayer, my mantra is to be of service to this woman who it's a huge opportunity for her. I don't want to make this. And that was really, truly my, the energy I went into was like, God help me to, to like hold a space for this person to have an incredible experience at the biggest appearances she's ever had. And then lo and behold, it ended up becoming this thing. I could, I was just so happy. I was like, this is incredible. All you've done. 
Thank I you. love it. Thank I love it so me. much. Now, Celise, you have chosen pho. It is not pronounced pho. Did you ever pronounce it pho? Yes, of course okay, I did good. for All years. Right, no, thank until you. I did it. Right, yes. I well, because that's how it looked like. No, no, All no, right. no. I called it chicken pho, beef pho. Yeah, I forever. got beef. I oh. have um, rare beef and brisket. Oh, I love both of those. Now, the rare yes. beef looked raw. I think it's raw. I think it cooks in the broth. The broth was like out of a volcano, by the way. And trying to transport it from the Glendale Folk Pho Company. I said Folk yeah. Glendale Pho Company, which is a wonderful place. Thank you, Glendale yeah. Pho Company. But trying to yeah. transport the molten lava broth in my car so that it wouldn't tip over on the way yes. back from Glendale was a whole show in itself. I should have oh, put a, a camera in the car and shown yeah. the people. But what, and also I noticed on the way home, Salisa, it got a little cloudy outside and I was like, oh, it turned know, into funny. kind of pho weather. Yes, Do you totally. remember the first time you ate pho? Why you enjoy pho? Yes. Tell me some things yes. about your history with Oh pho. my God. Yes. So I'd never had it I guess the first time I had it was probably seven, eight years ago, okay. something like that. And it was in New York at uh, at a place called Saigon Place on uni- on University Place and like um, at like Union Square. I love, pretty uni- much I love University Place because I went to NYU. So that's like oh, yeah. when I walk around that neighborhood, not to get off the track, but when I walk no, around, no, yeah. I'm literally 19 years old again, dreaming yeah. of being in a Broadway show, exhausted from yeah. doing classes. All, like mm-hmm. I, that part of the city just brings me nostalgia like nowhere else in the world. But please, yes. I love a university place. Now, that whole, I mean, you know, cause obviously because I lived, so, so I still have my studio on Sullivan and Bleecker. Someone's subletting it right oh now, but I still God. have it. Because it's stabilized or like nothing. Oh, so I'm holding on as long as I can. So but yes, you should. Um, but I, I can't, a friend must have taken me there. I can't remember who it was at the time now. And you but were like, okay, like, I'm okay with having this fun. Because I would have said, I can't go there. I don't eat, I don't know what that is. Well, the restaurant itself, like the Saigon, not Saigon Check, Saigon Place, I think it was called, was more sort of just like a, an Asian okay. cuisine in general. And there, so there were many things on the menu. I thought I was going to end up with some kind of fried rice or chow mein or something yes. like that. And the friend that I was with, I can't, I'm sad I can't remember who it was, but whoever took me there convinced me, it was like a cold, cold New York day convinced me to try the soup and I was like well whatever I mean why not I can certainly try it and I loved it I loved it so much and I will tell you I'm not a big I'm not a huge meat person in general like if you're a meat eater well funny enough now and I'm vegan which sounds like the most Los Angeles thing every single person I have on this podcast (laughs) is vegan they're vegan for five days a week they're vegan for three days a week they're vegan on a moon rising I'm like, okay, I eat every, I mean, I eat everything as far as the 17 things that I like, but you know, now I'm trying to like more things. The thing is, I've never, I just have never been a huge meat person in general. I'll eat it. You know, I, I, I love a great burger like the next person, but I'm not a person where so many people who like will crave steak or crave chicken or something. I'm like, ah, it's fine. You know, I don't know. This soup smelled so good. And ultimately she was like, it's basically like, it's kind of chicken noodle adjacent, but more flavorful. It's a really flavorful broth. Um, And she's like, and you know, it's like, if you don't like it, we'll just get something else. And it wasn't, it was also like $9. So I was like, yeah, why not? It's so cheap. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's so many fresh ingredients. Yes. Yeah, so I ended up having it. I loved it. And I would go, I went there for a couple of years until around the corner from my place now in New York on McDougal, there's a place called Saigon Shack. And that place is 100% Vietnamese food. And it's, oh my God, they have a chicken lemongrass pho soup. That is like one of the best things, like, like maybe top five favorite meals of all time. Wow. And it again, it's ten dollars. It is super, super flavorful broth. The chicken, I mean, even now I'm like, I would not be vegan to have that that soup. But like it's just really good. It's just so 
tasty and there's like a sweet and spicy component. It looks comforting. Yes. It is. It is. Did you ever order from Walk and Roll? Is that still there? The Chinese (gasps) place on it's right on McDougal and and Bleecker. Is it still there? Walk and Roll? Is the Red Lion still there? The Red Lion is there. Walk and Roll is not. It was there when I first moved like nine years ago and it's gone. That whole neighborhood you would be. I know. know, The village. um, The village. What's it called? The village. The village, not the village voice. It was the, it was a the village underground. The it, village uh, the, no, the village gate. The village gate cabaret club where Barbara Streisand went to sing. It's the CVS. Oh my god! Yes, and the sign. Oh I think the upstairs god. sign is still on it. It says the village gate. Yeah, I used to go there yeah. in high school. My dad would drive me in, and we would oh. sit at the open mic night, and I would watch the singers, and I would look outside at the taxi cabs in New York. I was mesmerized yeah. by New York City when I was a kid. Yeah. Now it's a CVS. Now it's <laughs> fucking oh CVS. I know, horrible. Gross. All right, Celise, I'm gonna try this. Now I've already. It came in two parts. It came with the molten lava broth. Yes, and then the noodles. And then the noodles and everything. Well, the noodles were separate, and then the meat was also separate. So I poured everything into a bowl, which they provided a lovely plastic bowl. Perfect. Oh my god, it's heavy. There's so much now. I mean, it's now, are huge. You, Do you see this? Oh, I can't that's a lot. more because there's so much broth. Now, let me tell you really quick, just as a, a little bit of a pro tip, the, the jalapeno and the bean sprouts and all of that and the salon and the, uh, I think it's cilantro. You are not, you're not necessarily meant to put all of that in there. That's kind of like garnish, oh, right? No, I put it all in. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. I'm, I just want you to know, like, if I were taking my first bite, I might try to go underneath that yeah you put a <laughs> i just took out a, a like a tree branch of cilantro or what was that <laughs> yeah i don't want the jalapenos because that's going to make it very hot yeah i would i those are literally meant to just be like a few here and mm, there if you want frankly my boyfriend bridger helped me prepare this and uh Okay. He did not do a great. He said, "Oh yeah, just dump it all in, and the meat's gonna cook." Now the meat looks cooked, thank God, because it was red raw when I looked at it, and I was like, "I don't know if I want to." No, 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 no. All right, I'm gonna eat this pho with Celise Henderson for the first time. I can't wait. I'm trying to get as much. Oh, deliciousness! It looks. Is it lemony? It smells a little lemony. Well, it just you put so much of those those that garnish in there. No, it's okay. It's all right. All right, here I go. First time (laughs) pho, not pho. Celise Henderson. Here I go. (laughs) This is my favorite podcast. I this is. Mm. What do you think? Do you like? Okay, that tastes like a beef roll, but as a soup. Yeah, sure. Mm. That's that's right. Let me have another bite. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the meat? What is the beef? Is the beef tender? Mm. Is the beef? Is it? Yeah. The beef is. I'm so I'm chewing. Mm. I edit most of the chewing out, Celise. <laughs> okay. The beef is delish. It's tender. Are these yeah. rice noodles? This white things? Can you yes, see? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Let me take one more bite because there's some kind of brisket in here too i want to oh my yeah. god there's so many noodles yeah oh i would i normally would eat it with chopsticks and then i have a soup spoon for the broth so you can kind of do both it's kind of hard to eat with mm. yeah mm. oh my god okay wait i'm putting it down but that is delish oh good i'm so glad mm. and i can heat that up for dinner now yeah you can i'll have a huge piece of meat in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> just give me a minute mm. yeah mm. oh the meat is so flavorful yeah. yeah it is i know that's the thing i know you can't get this anymore because can you do a vegan pho mm, i could do a i could do a vegetarian one but honestly like if i were gonna go do that i i i would probably just have meat <laughs> like you know what i mean a couple times a year i'm i'm fine do you think you're gonna be a vegan because it seems like you're already a little bit on the fence with it oh, no i mean the, the honest <laughs> You already be seem honest, a little bit guys, like, um, did I did I make the right choice here with the vegan? Am I going to be able to really consistently keep this going? Because you don't have, no one's forcing you. There's no shame no, in right. saying, you know what, I tried. No. It's not, I have to have my, my chicken lemongrass pho. I would say, I would say it's not, I mean, it's not for certainly any like moral reasons or anything. It's right. really just some health stuff, but um i think i will probably end up as like a 
a 75 to 80% vegan okay. and then 20% I'm going to live my life. Yeah, That's probably because likely. you're not going to go back to New York after living in LA and being here and then say, I'm not going to get the lemon no, chicken. It's not likely. If it's That's your unlikely. top five all time ever meals. Yeah, that's, I agree with that's you. That's so unlikely. good. It's so kind of warming, comforting, yeah. but it is, there's so many flavors. Why do you think I was yeah. afraid? You know why I was afraid of it? I think because of the name. It looks different than yeah. you pronounce it. And that scared me. Yeah. Yes, I was like, sure. if they're giving me a curveball in the title of the food, there's might be a curveball secretly hidden within the food. <laughs> But there's oh, yeah. not. That's so good. Yeah. Do you like all different kinds of soups? Do you like ramen? I do. But ramen to me, once you have a pho, I'm like, I don't. Interesting. Everything pales in comparison Interesting. To me. I had ramen. Because it's so flavorful. I had ramen for the first time ever on my first date with my current boyfriend. We've been together for six and a half years. Oh, and did you like it? He said, let's go to Tatsu Ramen on Melrose. We went there. And I was like, okay, this guy is adorable. He seems so nice. He's funny. Yeah. Just go yeah. to the ramen. Like, don't make a deal. Don't say you never had it before. Just go along, go on the first day. And I walked yeah. in and, and you have to, um, you had to order on a screen Yeah. and then swipe. And then they bring it to your table. And he was like, so what kind of broth do you think you want? And I was like, whatever tastes the most like chicken parm. <laughs> and he, later on, he <laughs> said to me, I knew I would have a good time as soon as you said that. <laughs> Because you made me laugh. Whatever tastes the most like chicken Yeah, because parm, all right? I ever ate was really chicken parm, cheeseburgers, chicken fingers, like meatloaf. Yeah. I never really yeah. ate. And I didn't love ramen. I thought it was fine, but it's yeah. not like yeah. this pho. I know. I know. This That's is what I'm saying. Flavors. The broth is so flavorful. Yeah. I really I like that. Well, good suggestion, Salise. It's a win. Yeah. Have you had anything yet that you haven't liked? Oh my God, so many things. Sardines? No, gross, sick. I would never. I opened the sardines and there's scales on them. I thought they would be oh, prepared no. in some way. Like, no, they don't even take no. the scales off of them. They just, and I put that on a cracker with butter. It's horrific. Great episode of my podcast. Horrific experience. Yes. Um, I recently had oysters. Mm-hmm, that's also Have you had oysters? Fun. I have an, I've had oysters with Chelsea multiple times mm. and I'm always like, I get, I get where we're going with this. I just don't like it. It's just not for not me. Good. I like mussels. I like a cook. Never had mussels. That's something I should have on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You might like mussels because they're, they're cooked, but oysters. I, like. I had beets with Barrett Fowler. Not good. No. They were, I yeah. called them Barrett's bougie beets. You had a, how did you have them? They were, were they from a place them? called, Lo they were from a company called Love Beets that's in like Gelson's. Not yeah. good. Marinated, gross. Mm. Did you, do you ever like beets? Well, I'm, I've been coming around to beets. Really? I think recently. Yeah. And, sa but not, not just by themselves. Oh, in a salad or something, I can deal with them, but I certainly don't love Are them. Are there some foods that you just will not eat? Well, yeah, I mean, okay, so this is going to sound so extra, but I am extra. I, I don't like meat on the bone. Interesting. So like an oxtail soup I had, delicious. Yes, and the thing about it is like it seems, you know, in my family, especially my, my grandmother now, God rest her soul, who is like from Shreveport, Louisiana, would cook you know, fried chicken for breakfast. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like she just never really understood. She was like, I don't, I, I, I can't compute what you're saying. These words meat on the bone, but I just always had a thing. And my mom said, I mean, I have had such challenge with meat for so long wow. when I was a kid, my mom would try to feed me chicken and I would like spit it out. And she would do this thing where she would try to put a little piece of chicken inside of like, like mashed potatoes or something and she'd give that to me and i would eat the potatoes and then spit the chicken oh out like God. i just was like no i just don't even want just it the so, without the bone on it even yeah just as a little i just have never been there's plenty of meat i've had that's been great yes. right but it, just in general like if i am really craving something it's rare that i'm like i'm craving a piece of meat it's just not really my thing i went to disneyland and my friend made me get this huge turkey they have the these turkey leg, right you wouldn't eat that i eat the whole almost the whole thing all day 
I wouldn't, but no. I'd want you to eat it and enjoy it. I know it's very strange. Do you have other food phobias? I can't really do like food, food. Again, now we're back in this sort of meat and yeah, animal protein yeah. stuff. I was in Russia randomly working, like wow. doing a playing uh, a tour of one of the, uh, I think we were maybe in Volgograd or something like that, but the venue provided dinner for us. And they cooked roasted uh, this fish with the with the head Ooh. on them, and I just was like, mm-mm, no, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. No. and from what I was told from the rest of the table that the act the the, the, the fish itself tasted great, and I'm sure it did. But I was like, I yeah. will not look at this little face and these little teeth poking out of this mouth. No, I'm not going to do that. I don't do even that. like to look at fish in an aquarium. I was just talking about this with my mom. I don't even like to look at fish. I don't even like just fish in a in a in a tank. I'm not interested. Yeah. Like you, yeah, go to, sure. you know, you see fish in a huge aquarium tank. I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm not into that. But that's really it. I think I I for the most part I'm. Would you do insects? Would you do intestines, brains, like that kind of stuff? Oh. You exo- Are you exotic in that way or no? That's interesting. Have I ever done? I haven't. I have not done either insects yeah, or. That's okay. Intestines. Oh, that's. Would I? Okay. Oh, it's so much about smell. It's about smell oh, to me. If it smells, if it smells a certain way, I'm. I'm might be willing to do it. It's almost like I need to know less about it. I'd rather you give it to me and have me experience it than me to know I'm eating brain right now <laughs> like that. Because some people, it's a look. They don't want to know, like if the cricket was ground up into a granola bar or if there were some kind of protein kind of ants that were sauteed or something and you didn't know what it was, they're good with that. If they don't have to look at the actual bug. Uh I could do bugs, I think. I think I'd be okay. But brains and intestines and Mm, things like that, testicles, bull, people eat all kinds (laughs) of things that I don't know. But I'll tell you, this podcast, I mean, I've been afraid to eat so many things and like doing this, at least I'm not afraid really to try anything anymore. Yeah. Now, Celise, I used to do... I used to do a segment on this podcast. I have recently mm-hmm. taken the segment away, but I still want to talk to you about this okay. issue. I used to do okay. a segment on here called Acquired Taste. Now, it okay. started because I had olives for the first time on the podcast, and I did not enjoy them. And my guest kept yeah, saying, it's an acquired taste, it's an acquired taste. And so I started to eat an olive on every single podcast episode for 10 weeks. Wow. Yeah, they got better, but not great. They still were never great. They weren't something I would eat. I wouldn't say that I've acquired a taste for them. So now Mm. I've started a contest with my listeners. They're going to write in and I'm going to choose one of the things that they would suggest could become an acquired taste for me. Do you Mm. have anything in your... First of all, do you believe in acquired taste? And secondly, do you have anything in your life that you eat now that as a child or when you were younger, you were like, this is not good and now I enjoy it? Yes. Okay. So seafood is a big one. I mean, I don't... Right in this moment, I'm not eating seafood, but I've had many years of eating a lot of salmon and trout and cod and all of this. Now, part of this is because... You know, I came from a household where it was like, like my parents' parents weren't cooking fit. I mean, get real. These are like middle class, like middle class, even slightly lower middle class. Black people were not roasting salmon. Okay. So like, you know, so my experience of fish as a child were like fish sticks. And I was like, this sucks. Like I did not like fish sticks. So in my mind, I'm like, I don't like fish. Right. But then- as an adult, especially honestly, you start working, you start touring, and then I'm like working with like people that are older than me that are traveled and more cultured who can say, you know, try a piece of my yes. fish, try a piece of, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I do like. Right. I just had catfish for the first time and it was great. Fried catfish. You never had it. I haven't, but I'm sure it's, it's great. It's good, Celise. I'm going sure to go, take you out for catfish sometime. It was so good. Okay. It yeah, yum. yeah. So fish, I think, would be a big one for me. Do I believe in acquired taste is really an interesting thought. Like, like, like that I could essentially train myself. Yeah, that if you, mm. if there was something right now that you didn't like. Well, I guess, yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, I guess where I can kind of see that is I, I look at sort of the veganism right now. 
I certainly never disliked fruits or vegetables, but I certainly have gained a much bigger taste for the variety yes. of, of all these things out of necessity, right. to be honest. Either enjoy the fruits and vegetables or don't eat. Or starve. <laughs> yeah, right. So I guess, I mean, I guess acquired taste is a thing, but I, I don't think it would be, like if I test, if I ate Brussels sprouts and I hated the taste of them, I don't know if I believe that I could force feed myself right. into like, you know what I mean? So That was something interesting that okay. I had on this podcast with was Brussels sprouts with Norm Lewis. Yeah. Norm sent a recipe and it had oil and garlic and panko crumbs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could put yeah. anything in there and it would be good. It was yeah. so that's true. They were wonderful. And that's a food that like had a negative vibe to me. Like eat your yeah. Brussels sprouts and you know, yeah. Like a, yeah. and it was delicious. So I really enjoyed yeah. like trying these new things. And look, I mean, it's so funny because I talk about trying new things, but you tried a new thing, which was the guitar. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and look what happened. That's funny. That's true. That's do you practice true. every single day? I do. I just love it. I love playing. I really do. And it shows, you know? And it's like when mm-hmm. someone is, is following their passion, that's the best thing to watch. Like when I watch you play the guitar, I just think this human being, there's nothing else this human being should be doing in, in her life mm. other mm. than playing music. Because you really, you play with your soul. You really are feeling the guitar. It's more than just, you know, plucking the strings. Yeah. You know, you see other artists like that all the time. Uh, Mostly, you know, usually the very successful ones where you go like, you watch Prince perform and you go, there's nothing else that human being should be doing. You watch Mm -hmm. Elton John Mm -hmm. sit at the piano. Even Lady Gaga. I'm always stunned by, like yourself, performers Mm -hmm who can just sit at a piano in a spotlight and sing a song mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. no other bullshit. There's no yeah. pro tools making their voice sound perfect. Mm-hmm. There's no like you do mm-hmm. that. I love mm-hmm. that. Do you like, I mean you play electric. Do you play acoustic guitar as well? Or is electric your thing? I do. I do. I mean, electric has been sort of has just become like sort of the centerpiece of so many things, but I was playing, I was kind of faking my way through acoustic guitar for a a few years Uh before I was like, let me try this electric thing. I don't know. But I mean, I just, I just honestly really love music. And the truth is like, uh, who knows what I'll, maybe I'll all of a sudden I'll fall into like, I'll fall in love with the heart or something. Like, I don't know, but I just really love it. Well, it shows. Celise. Thank you for coming on Baby Mouth. I love this fun. You're welcome. I'm so You're welcome. glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we finally got it together. Me too. Me too. Celise, thank you. All right. Has Lois, my mother, ever had pho? I doubt it. I don't know what this is going to be, but let's see what Lois has to say. Here she comes. I see her. Lois, are you there? I am here. Oh, I am connected. <laughs> Lois, how are you doing, Mom? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. What's going on over there today? Today, nothing. I watch my grandchildren, and now it's the weekend, and I'm off for two days. What are you going to do with yourself for the weekend? Oh, I got house cleaning. I got wash. Oh, I don't boy. know if I'll be going anywhere. But What's the weather supposed to be like? Um, It's going to be like showers. Yeah. But I great. think... Um, Tomorrow, yeah, it's not going to be great, but it's not going to be like a washout or anything. But have you driven your new car a lot or no? Just once, still. Just once, still. You don't want to drive it. Yeah, I do, but I just don't drive it anywhere because I'm, you know, I go over to Rutherford and then I'm there till like two, three o'clock, and then I come home. Yeah, and I rest and then whatever. Yeah, there's not too much going on here. It's beautiful weather though. You should be here. Yeah, it's you're gorgeous. Lucky. You're oh. lucky. What is the temperature? I think it's like 70 today. Oh, that's great. So it's cool when you're driving, you could just have your windows down and it's nice and cool. It's really beautiful. Yeah, that's Very great. Very nice. You got to come visit again. I know. I think it was like 47 here this morning. Oh God, it's so cold for April, mid-April. I know. But then I saw next Tuesday, it's going to be 70, but then it's going back to the low 60s. Do you think that the climate has changed very much since when you were a kid or not so much? Like, yeah, do you there's a lot the more. Hurri- there, yeah, I think there's more. Um, 
you know, bad weather than when we were little. More yeah, hurricanes. I think, yeah, and stuff like, yeah, more wind and, yeah, I think so. That's because the earth is heating up and the water gets warmer, you know, and then the hurricanes get stronger because stronger, of the warm weather. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah, because I, you know, I remember, well, when I was small, some hurricanes and stuff, but now we get all this bad weather. Yeah. But the wind, really? the wind, that's what bothers me. You're not a fan of wind. No. Okay. Not good, good for the allergies. Not good for the allergies. Yeah, we have a lot. You know, I was doing allergy shots, Mom, for a while. I know, you told me. They said you have to go for four years to have 10 oh, years of immune. Could you imagine going to a place every two, twice a week for four years? Who could do that? Oh, take an allergy. Take Daddy takes Claudia. I don't take anything, and I feel exactly the same as I did. I mean, who I, I would love for somebody to write into my podcast and tell me they have completed four years of allergy shots. Babymouthpodcast at gmail.com. Please write in and tell me that you yourself have completed four years of allergy shots i mean i guess if you have extreme allergies you know what i mean where it's like life-threatening or something okay but i'm like mildly allergic to cats i never see any cats why the hell do i have to go there for years four years forget it oh my god what kind of do you take allergy medication um flonase but I don't take it often. Yeah, just when they get my bad. allergy. Yeah. All right. I well, take the spray, the spray. Yeah, up your pill. nose. Yeah. yeah. I have that yeah. too, but I never use it. And Daddy takes Claritin pills every day. Almost, yeah. Wow. But not in the not in the winter. You know, mm-hmm. and now it's really bad allergy because all the trees are coming out and things. It's bad. And you just very high. You always had bad sinuses. Yeah, yeah. But do you think they that's related bother. to allergies? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. I don't know that one. <laughs> well, this week I had my friend Celise Henderson. She is an incredible guitarist. She played, she opened all over the country for Melissa Etheridge. Do you know who that is? Yes, I do. Okay. Could you name a Melissa Etheridge song? Yeah, there's that one song I like. Oh, oh boy. I, oh, I can't think of the name of it, well, Jim, but I like her. There's one song she sings. You can't think of I anything think in of, the song, a lyric, a tune? I'm trying, but I can't think How about, I bet it's this think one. Of it when I, come to my window. Come inside. Wait by no. the light of the moon. That's not it. Not it's it. A, it's a newer one. A newer one. Melissa Etheridge? Yeah. I love her, but I don't know that she has any new songs. Well, not. I don't mean new. I mean newer than that one you were just well, singing. Okay. I don't know the chronology order know. of Melissa Etheridge's anthology <laughs> either. I don't know her record discography. I didn't know you could put them in chronological order, but good for you. <laughs> I mean, who knew? I didn't know you could do that. You know no, the years of all the Melissa Etheridge songs and which ones no, come after one I, another? This one, this, the one that you sang, the one I'm thinking of is more recent. Well, than how that does it one. go? How could you be thinking of a song and not be able to even right give me a now. note or two? You're yelling at me. Oh, boy. All right. Well, anyway, we did with Celise. She played for Melissa Etheridge. And we also, I'm not yelling. That's just how I talk. I'm just a loud person. Okay, go ahead. Um, we all and she also played guitar for Lizzo. Have you ever heard of Lizzo? Yes, I have. Okay. Don't ask me what she sings. All right. I don't know. Fine. Let's but move I've on seen from her. this contentious subject. But we did fa. What? Fa. Never heard of it in my life. It's spelled P H O. It's spelled like fo, but it's pronounced fa. And what is it? It's a Vietnamese soup. It's delish. It comes with beef and brisket and rice noodles in a hot broth. The broth was like molten lava from a volcano. It's so hot. And the beef is raw when they put it in with the vegetables and the rice noodles. And then you pour this very hot broth and it cooks in 
the the broth and the soup. <gasps> Delish, fresh. I think it's not ramen. It's different than ramen. This is no. I'm just soup. thinking. I saw on um, House Hunters they were in uh, Vietnam and they they were eating that. Yes, the the guy and I. I didn't know what they said, but that's what they were eating, and the lady was mixing it, and that's what they ate. Yes. It was a soup. It's called pho. Pho. Yeah. It's spelled like P-H-O. It's very weird because here in West Hollywood, there's a restaurant that's called, it's a pho restaurant. It's called 9021 Pho. Uh Because it's spelled P-H-O. But I don't know yeah. why they name it that. I should have them on the podcast. I don't know why they name it that. It's not pronounced pho. It's pronounced pho. I don't know. But I, I never used you saying that. I know that I saw that they were eating soup yes. in this restaurant. Vietnamese soup. You think you would ever try that? It's delicious. I don't think I would like that beef. I don't think so. <laughs> it's just beef like you have any other. Beef is beef. It's not seasoned yeah. or anything, Mom. It's just literally beef. Beef. Uh, Do you like steak? Would, yes, but not that much. Do you enjoy brisket? Uh, it's okay. Yeah, not that's all it is. Face. It's just literally yeah. beef. It's meat. Yeah. There's nothing to not enjoy about it unless you're a, a vegan. Uh, no, not a vegan. Do you know anybody who's a vegan? I did, the uh, the girl I work with, but she passed away. She oh, was a vegan. She didn't even eat eggs. or uh, Yes. She didn't eat eggs. And yeah. what did she die yeah. of? Oh, she had um, pancreatic cancer. <gasps> oh, my God. I mean, that's shocking because people who are vegan usually do that for health reasons so that they don't get cancer because, you know. Well, she got it. No, she got it. And her daughter's a worse vegan than her. Her daughter doesn't eat anything. Well, some people would say that's a better vegan than her, not a yeah, worse better vegan. vegan. Yeah. yeah, better vegan. And no, she didn't. She she didn't eat, but she didn't eat meat. She didn't eat anything. Did she smoke or drink a lot? She just got sick and oh my she God. just it was terrible. Like within six months, she was gone. Oh my! She yeah. sat right next to me at work. That's awful. And to be a vegan, it's just interesting because most people who are vegan do it for health reasons because red meat and meat, you know, it's processed with a lot of bad things, um, different steroids. They give the animals to make them bigger so that they can get more out of each animal. And it's probably not very good for us, red meat particularly. It's not, and we eat a lot of red meat here. Yeah, but I you're dad. 75, and look at you. Well, you never know. Now, do you think you'd ever, You so you don't think you'd ever even try the pho soup? I, I don't do think Do you think so, you'd Jim. like rice noodles? Rice noodles, yeah. That's all it is, Mom. It's broth, delicious broth. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have any spices, like you're thinking. Yeah, it's yeah. It's weirdly spiced. It's not. It's a delicious, hot, so comforting. I ate the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm the same as you. I'm. I have a very limited pa- palate. Obviously, here I am on a <laughs> podcast where I'm eating foods that most people have eaten for their entire lives. That's right. Now, would you ever want to go to Vietnam to visit? Yes, I would. It's. I, I'm very interesting. I don't know why I'm interested in that that place, but I I would like to see like what it's all about. But now it's just all it's all uh, built up and all kinds of hotels and whatever. But do you think it's because you grew up during the Vietnam War that you're interested in seeing it? Maybe. I don't know why, but that I always, uh, I don't know, like, that fascinates me, but I'm always interested in it. Well, why don't we go? Oh, no, thank you. Why? That's like 22 hours. What so what? Me? No, thanks, Jim. I'd stay right where I am. We could save <laughs> up and get first class tickets so you could lay down flat and sleep. No, no, I don't want to go that seat. I don't want to see that bad. <laughs> That's okay. I'll draw a scene on TV. Come on, Mom. Big surprise. I got you and Daddy for your 50th anniversary. <laughs> Two round-trip tickets to Vietnam. Could you imagine? It's 22 I hours one way. No, I don't know how know. long. It's probably I think it's 22 hours from Jersey. I get, I mean, you have to come yep. to LA first. That's about five and a half, six hours. And then I don't know from here, you know, we were looking into going to Thailand before COVID and it was a vet. And I thought to myself, I can't sit on a plane for that long. 
I know. And you're over the ocean. So if you want to get off, you can't even you can't. you can't even beg the pilot to say like please land the plane. It's like, well, we're three hours from land, you know. I know. I yeah. know. Yeah, what's the farthest trip you ever took to LA? California, yeah. And you did LA. fine. It was fine, but it was it was kinda long, but what did you do to entertain yourself on the airplane? Did I watch television? Yes. I, I don't Probably. remember. I was looking out the window because I had the window seat and all the clouds and I don't know, the time went. Yeah. It's not I mean, I flew all over the country for a, almost a year on the Les Mis tour. Ugh. You go up and you come down and you're there. It's great. I love flying. I prefer, that is my preferred mode of travel. In fact, on the Lemis tour, if they would offer a flight or the bus, I would always take the flight. Sometimes I I was like one of two people on the entire 84-person company of Lemis to take the flight. But I would much rather go through the airport. I actually enjoy the airports. I enjoy the little stores and little um, food courts. And then you go to the gate, boom, you're on, you're in, whoop, you're in the air, and boom, you come down, and you're in a completely different place. I love it. It's like a magic cylinder in the air. Magic ride. <laughs> yeah, like a magic bullet, whoom, and then you're there. I know, but that, go go to airports. Well, that's a big hassle. You got to eh, get a ride really. there, you got to check in, you got, oh, I think it is. Have you been in any stores now that you're double vaccinated? Did you go to ShopRite? No. You told us you were all Oh, all yeah, excited. I went to ShopRite. I went to ShopRite. How was it? It was fine. A couple people were going up and down the aisle the wrong way, but... It was fine. And I went to TJ Maxx. How was that? It was fine, but I went there. See, you got to go early. That's the clue. You have to go early. But it was fine. I didn't even buy it. They didn't even have anything in there. I think it's the store is so small. And I think as soon as the stuff comes in, it goes out. Because the store is always jammed. But I, I, but I didn't get anything. I wish they had a Marshalls by you because I feel like they do. That's where you they should be Marshall. going. Not t- no offense to TJ Maxx. I'd love to have you as a sponsor on Marshall's the podcast. Marshalls is just in East Rutherford. Marshalls are always to me. If you're going to go discount, which I enjoy because they have wonderful, you know, um, they have all the labels that you want there. I know. Yeah, there's Marshalls right in East Rutherford. Well, don't waste your time at TJ. I feel like TJ's I like the bottom. That. I like Macy's. But I really don't want to go. But they have good sales and discounts. Yeah, but it's not real, those discounts. I mean, you know, they go, oh, these jeans are $90. Now you can get them for 70 It's like, that's not a sale. And when the jeans are nineteen ninety nine, let me know. That's a sale. And the thing is, but Jim, I don't like to buy any clothes now because you, can, you still cannot try them on. Their dressing rooms are not open. We have dressing rooms open here. I went to J. Crew because well, I'm we fully don't. vaccinated and our dressing rooms were open there. She said, would you like a dressing room i said i didn't know i even had the chance no they don't they're not open here yet the dressing rooms wow but you should try i feel like tj and ross you ever go to ross dress for less oh yeah but there's none around here there's one down uh wildwood that's fabulous oh because the ross dress for less it's not even organized that's what makes me mad put the stuff i mean they have people working there put the stuff in order extra large large medium it's just all thrown on these racks i know through racks sorry babe i know you're gonna have to organize it you have to have when you go in those those kind of stores you have to have a lot of patience and a lot of time (laughs) a lot of time and i don't have either one (laughs) i don't have either one either but that is so true i'm not looking through nothing no but at least organize it by size i mean that's not asking too much is it and then everybody everybody orders online but i don't like that either because i want to feel the material and i want to try it on i don't want what are you looking at the clock no i'm looking i I don't want my thing you know sometimes it always goes on uh low battery low battery because the phone is old i guess it's like five years old oh well you probably could get an upgrade if you want you want a new phone no not really i don't i don't even use it i only use it for uh texting and i i don't really use it and let me ask really... you one more question because i sent you the um air fry. i didn't use we didn't use it yet oh you're never going to use it no we'll use it but no we didn't use it yet i wait soon i'll use it you need time you have to read the book and 
you know. Well, what are you doing this weekend? You told me nothing. You said it's going to rain. I know, and but nothing. I don't. I don't think I'm cooking anything that's going in the air. All right, fryer. Well, next time we record, we'll be checking in with Lois to see if you've used the air fryer, which I have so <laughs> generously purchased for you as a thank you for appearing on the Baby Mouth Podcast program. Okay. <laughs> I mean. Can't. You know, you're 75. You don't have that many years to use it yet left. So let's get to it, babe. Don't worry. I'll use it. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to be checking chicken. in with Lois to see if she's used my air fryer now every week on Baby Mouth. And I would like a report. Oh. And you may have to text me photos of what you're making on the air fryer. I don't think so. We're going to do a new segment called Lois. Lois uses the air fryer. And we're going to post no. your photos on my Instagram of what you've used on my air fryer that i used my hard-earned money to buy you which is currently sitting in a box no it's out of the box but we didn't use it yet. well yeah this weekend look at the manual it's it, everybody loves this air fryers they love them oh i know they you love just them. have to read to see how you do them yeah just read the manual this weekend okay Okay, if I get a chance, what do you, I mean, I don't have that much time to myself. Well, you could sit, it's probably take about five minutes. You probably turn oh, it on, okay. fry, and you put the thing in. That's it. Well, we'll And it's see. so healthy, Mom. It's good for your health oh, and daddy, so use it. We'll see. All right, Mom, have a wonderful evening. Have a good night, and All right. stay safe. All right, bye, Mom. Bye. The Baby Mouth theme song is performed by me and was written by me and Jesse Vargas. Jesse also orchestrated, recorded, and mixed the song. The Baby Mouth artwork was created by Tim Quartier. You can follow the Baby Mouth podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Baby Mouth Pod. Tell me about your own personal food nightmare. Have you ever been forced to eat something horrible at a fancy party or on a first date? Is there a food you're afraid to try? I want to know all about your scary food experiences. Email me at babymouthpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to listen and subscribe to Baby Mouth wherever you get your podcasts. And please, don't forget to leave a review. Baby, baby, baby.